Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. When I first started the podcast about a year ago, and I knew that I wanted to have top professionals in the industry share what they had to say with brides all over to help them plan their weddings. One of my early strategies was just reaching out to the cream of the crop, like the top players in the wedding industry. I'm talking Marcy Blum, Lauren Fair, Panina Tournay, Joy Proctor, people from all different kinds of fields in the industry that were the best at what they do. But mind you, I'm four episodes in at this point. So in no realm do I ever expect any of these people to actually get back to me. So one day I'm going through my emails and a message pops up. Hey, sure, I would love to come on your podcast. Let's set up a time. It's from Joy Proctor. So I'm like, is she fucking with me? Did I email the wrong Joy Proctor? This can't be real. So we set up a Zoom recording and we finished the episode and I am like Buddy the Elf on top of the world spinning around. I'm in love, I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. I go to Jake and I'm like, this is the best episode of any podcast that's ever been recorded. So I am riding such a high. I edit the episode. I listen to it like a billion times and I'm just so proud of it. So now that I have a few more listeners, I thought what a good idea for people who came in on the podcast at maybe like episode 15 who haven't heard the episode with joy to re-release it because it is so valuable. So I go back, I'm watching and listening to myself. I was so nervous. I was tripping over everything I said, but Here's the catch. Because Joy is the most gracious human being, she was the most generous guest and quite possibly the most classy person I've ever come across. The episode is completely valuable, interesting, and fabulous. Not because of me, but despite me. And somehow through all my shitty questions, she produced such inspiring responses that have stuck with me to this day. Wedding professionals from all over the world pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to attend her summits just to learn from her. She's garnered clients so elite that when she did Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's wedding, it was just par for the course. This episode with Joy will completely change the way you think about planning your wedding and styling your wedding. Throughout it, I do ask you to please take pity on me. It was very early on and I had a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn and I'm 27 episodes in. It's with great honor and pleasure that I present my episode of the prenup podcast with the incomparable Joy Proctor. Hello. Hi Joy. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're you're cute. You're cute. <laughs> you're more I than I just dressed from here up. <laughs> Same. I, if you see the bottom, I still have my leggings on, which probably have like, a little Me bit of makeup too. on them. Um, yeah, it's it's not the best look, but I was like, what can I wear to impress Joy? Because I'm just oh, no, obsessed no. with you. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, fan out through the whole thing, but I just want to let you know it's like pretty huge for me. <laughs> I just wanted to start with trends. You are one of the biggest trendsetters in the industry. So I don't know if you're even aware <laughs> of trends because you're kind of making them, which is pretty awesome. But based on what you're inspired by right now and kind of what you're working on, what could you predict would be the trend for, you know, a 2023, 2024 bride? 
Good question. Um, gosh, I, well, thank you for being so kind, by the way. I appreciate that. I don't know. I mean, trends are hard. I definitely can see them happening in the industry. And I won't say that I'm not inspired by things like easily. I'll see something that maybe I've not done and be inspired by it. Um, but you know, gosh, it's hard. I've seen, so something that I've seen definitely since the pandemic is that people are, everything's more fashion forward. Everything's a little bit less like overdone. It shouldn't look like it has been done too much. Otherwise, it's like it's just it loses that like excitement sort of thing. So if I see anything, I think in in terms of trends, I really see people just going for what they want, probably going like more fashion, less like perfect, like I have to have a perfect little wedding. Yeah. And, you know, I personally, at least myself, like my own, I'm not sure if the industry is going this way, but I personally, I want to see like more drama, like just like, don't worry about being sweet. Don't worry about being perfect and traditional and, you know, lasting the test of time. Instead, I see people at least myself wanting to be a little bit more bold choosing colors that are not like those safe um sort of traditional pastels and whites but really like going for color going for feeling I'm sorry that's my cat he's gonna keep talking during this whole thing oh, I didn't even hear him it's perfect and he can come um, with us I'm sure he has a lot to say too he has opinions. <laughs> like no what's his name no pastels his name is Haku Haiku? Haku. Oh. Haku. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, in general, that's what I, that's what I myself see kind of moving into. And I would even say like, I think as an artist, you know, I feel like my taste has changed, like, and maybe it's as a result of these trends. Like I've kind of been like, oh, that's interesting. I haven't seen that before and it's cool. And it like inspires me. So yeah, I just, in general, think people are like more free. Like this is my life. I'm going to do what I want. Like it might be a wedding, but why should it not be like my regular life? Why should I not go for it and make it exciting rather than being safe? Totally. Oh my God. That's such a good point. And a lot of what I see looks a lot more editorial in the regular, regular bride, but you know, not the fashion magazine, not, you know, a spread. I don't know how much brides care about this kind of stuff. It's more catered toward, you know, getting them excited about planning and giving them valuable information, but the Anne Barge styling. Oh, I didn't even realize that was you until after, you know, I talked to you and, you know, we decided to move forward, but I remember seeing that fashion week and, oh my God, the riding jacket and the accessories. I was just like, uh, I can't deal with it. It is so sharp and chic. I just completely died, but on that note, um, a lot of brides kind of just what you were saying really do want to go a little edgier and take a little bit of a risk, but there's also, you know, maybe aunt Sue and grandma who were like, you know, I have to have some traditions and that. So how can you kind of blend those elements of, you know, having that edge while remaining traditional? Good question. Well, definitely when it comes to fashion, I, um, I see people doing it with after party. Like I can see people who are like, yes, I want to be the perfect princess. Like I want to be, you know, um, like that, like perfect quintessential, like classic bride for the ceremony, maybe for reception. And as soon as they're able to do something fun, they're like sequins and platforms and (laughs) bling everywhere. Yes. I think people are feeling so much more comfortable saying, okay, for ceremony, let me be classic 
classic and then go wild. I don't know in terms of the rest of design, like not fashion, but like the wedding itself, how people are doing that, you know, kind of like saying, let me appease this part of myself or my family and then let me go wild. It might also be the same sort of thing where they feel like ceremony, keep it traditional, everything else, just like go for it, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. Peacocks, feathers, all the, all the goodies. Ah, I love it. <laughs> so in terms of style, what comes first? This is kind of like a chicken or the egg question, but do you recommend that a bride kind of said, I have this certain style about me. I'm going to, I definitely yeah. want to look a certain way for my day. And I want my venue and my styling to kind of reflect that. Or would you say, you know, you find a place that you fall in love with and then you kind of tweak your styling to more be in line with that? That's a really good question. Well, I would say if you want to be happy with what you're doing and if you (laughs) want to feel like it's you and it's your fiance, go for what is you intrinsically. Like, uh, I think it's definitely super easy. I think as a designer, okay, so that's, that's the difference here. I would say as a designer, I would come into a space and say, what does this space what does it feel? What is it? Like, yes. what, what is the character of the space? Who lives here? What are the scents? Like, what's the temperature? And then ask myself those questions and then begin to design. But I think it's different for a couple because this is like a real day. This is you. This is your life. So if you fell in love with a space because it's some extension of you or some part of your story, you know, or something, then that's great. But if you, if there's some sort of you know, if there's like a disconnect between who you are and that, and you're trying all the time to bridge the gap or to adapt just to that thing, I think you lose part of the magic of who you are, you know, Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. that beauty and what you bring to it and making it feel like authentic. So I would say really evaluate your decisions, evaluate why you fell in love with that space. And if you can't figure it out, and if you're asking yourself, did I just choose this space? And of course, we don't have the luxury, all of us, of choosing spaces just because they're us, right? Sometimes it's like budget or guest count or that's where our family is. Um, And so I think if you think carefully from the beginning about why you chose that space, think about what it means to you, what it feels to you. Also think about like, what is that space itself? Like when it's by itself, before I add all these things, what what does it feel like? Then you can ask yourself the right questions for how to like bridge the gap and make it you, what to do, what not to do, that sort of thing. So yeah, you brought up a really good point and you said, um, you know, it's this one day. So you're trying to get all of these atmospheric values in line, but I think brides especially are kind of blinded by the pressure of it and, you know, the, the family yeah. and the social media and what do I, what do I have to do? What do people expect? And if they really just kind of sat back and said, what, reflects my fiance and I am, you know, what, what do we love and what do we want? It might be a little bit better. This wasn't a question that I had, but, um, what is the most beautiful venue or space that you've designed a wedding at? Good question. (laughs) Um, I've been lucky, man. I've like, I've been able to design in some of the most amazing spaces. I know I've followed your work. It's unbelievable. It's, there are some interiors that are really amazing. And I, while I love beautiful interiors, to be honest, I think I'm always moved by beautiful landscapes. So, um, and usually it's like the last few things that I've done that I'm like, Ooh, that was the best. So I think I'm going to say I, um, in September, I designed a wedding at the Ayana hotel in Bali and, um, it just, I was just, 
so I saw the space and the bride had an idea before we got there of where she wanted things to be, but she was kind and she let me come in and say, Ooh, well, what about, what about, you know, I know you're looking over here, but just shift your gaze, you know, and imagine this. And that one was really special because um, her family happens to own the hotel and they had this, um, it's a frangipani blossom or frangipani orchard. And so frangipani is like, what, there's another name for that flower. I'm forgetting what it is, but it's like this super scented tropical flower. And they were probably like maybe a thousand of these in this orchard. And they're all like sweet and smell beautiful. They're, they've been planted perfectly, like this perfect symmetrical little orchard. And in the middle, there was like this stone platform. And I was like, you have to do your reception in this, like under the moon, surrounded by the frangipani blossoms. Um, and so I think that, I think, I think that's probably my last favorite one just because it was so it was just so epic it's like where do you find something like that they're like mature trees you know that sort of thing is really special to me sure. so yeah. do you have that on your website I'm I'm pretty sure no. I know what you're talking about <laughs> oh my god we are we ever gonna get pictures of this Yes. Okay. So Corbin Gherkin, incredible photographer. Yes. She took pictures. I don't have the pictures on the website. Did she I think do Naomi Biden's wedding? She did. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah. She's done. She's done a bunch. I've, I've done a really, a couple cool things with her too. Oh my God. Um, unbelievable. Which like, I'm just like, oh, Corbin. Oh, chills. <laughs> oh my God. But it'll be up. It'll be up soon. I've got a reel. You can look at the reel. There's a okay. reel on Instagram. Perfect. I'm going to yeah. link all your social and your website and all that, but I'll link the reel too, because I'm sure anyone who's watching or listening is definitely going to want to see that. So you definitely, I'm sure curate a lot of really obscure pieces, you know, not just for editorial, but I'm sure for weddings as well. Uh, yeah. Do you have any secret or favorite places that you kind of shop around that? Good question. I would <laughs> say probably my number one is Etsy. Like okay. I can find all the things I want on Etsy usually yeah. um, at Goodwill, to be totally honest. Like yeah. I, I love me some Goodwill, like Goodwill's great. There's yes. so many things. I think the thing is, it's like, as you're working on one project, you have a list of things, you know, you need. Mm -hmm. So when you go to Etsy, you're like, you know, I need A, B, and C for this. Yeah. But if you are just, you know, as you're just like in life looking, you might find something you love. And I tend um, not to um, control myself. So I just buy one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> in a reason, of course. Um, I but I tend to get things because I know like, hey, this could be something I use like later on. And sometimes it even, you know, I might have something and a project might not have like, um, uh, theme or whatever and sometimes I bring these things in I'm like what about this sort of thing you know and so it kind of it's yeah it really it could be something I have it could be something I get but I would say Etsy Goodwill any antique store vintage stores um in general tend to be the places um where I find things and on Etsy I just like heart everything I'm like I love yeah. all of these and as soon as I have something that needs it, then I go buy those things, you it's know, the danger zone. It really is. And this is a kind of off tangent, but I'm so curious about the way your mind works because you know, you're obviously an artist and a creative, but when you see something that you're inspired by, how are you logging that? How do you kind of propel that towards something that you're going to design for? That's a good question. Um, Can you even explain that? Or is that just something that's kind of innate in you? Yeah, like I think... 
objects are so interesting. Okay, so I'm just gonna like grab something like grab. Okay, so I'm gonna like grab. Um, I have this like really beautiful. This is a this this is an actual picture of my great grandmother, and oh I don't know if God. you can tell, but this is like a little like I don't know if it was like ceramic or something like beautiful little like antique frame that my grandma had. Wow. Um, and so. I think the way that I think about things is like, let's say I was inspired by this. Yes. I asked myself like, what are the qualities of this? And that's almost what I was talking about when I said like, think about the venue and ask yourself, what are the qualities of that? But yeah. I, if, if I find something I'm inspired by, and let's just say this, for instance, mm -hmm. I would think, so what, what is it about this? Like, what is this? Like, if this was a person yeah. and I'll just totally forget the fact that there is a person in there, but like- <laughs> itself was a person yeah you know what sort of person would this be and obviously there's like florals and it's handmade and it's antique so I would already start to say this is like somebody who enjoys the outdoors like likes gardens and then I ask myself more questions about this like okay so this is just a frame and I can see it but if I closed my eyes and I smelled like what would this smell like and part of that answer is like okay well there's like brass maybe on the back there are flowers so that's kind of obvious um the flowers aren't like super saturated there's like orange and white and red and so I would ask myself like what sorts of scents do I get there and maybe I would say you know maybe citrus because of the orange and you know I start to ask myself more questions about the quality of the object yeah and that tells me something else. And in some way, almost the way that you see like a thought bubble, I would say this is the first thought bubble. And then I'm like, what else lives in this world? Wow. You know? And that helps me understand like what else would go with this sort of thing. So that's I'm sure you know this, but that's not normal. That's incredible. That's you. I very, very cool process. Do you write? I do. I love to write. I okay. love to write all the time, but sometimes I do voiceovers and that's like my favorite work because I do the voiceover on top of work that I've done. And it just like, what have boat. you done voiceover for? You have a great voice. I, you know, it's not very much. I do voiceover for certain projects. Like if it's like a campaign where, you know, whatever, if it's a collaboration I've done just to kind of explain the thing, not a ton, wow. honest, but I love to do it. That is so cool. That's really Thanks. neat. Bringing the object to life. That's a good segue into my next question. So building an atmosphere is really kind of what wedding styling is about, right? Um, so for a bride that's maybe on a budget. Yeah. How can, how can she kind of bring in or Hey, um, you know, those elements of a really memorable, beautiful atmosphere. I know mm -hmm. one thing for me and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong or not, right. But you kind of touched on it earlier. Scent is so huge. Yeah. And when you were talking about the frangipani, I could just envision myself there, even though I wasn't, I'm like smelly. I'm like, yes, yes, I can, I can feel it. I'm here. <laughs> but yeah. how can someone who does have, you know, a little bit of a lower budget kind of create that yeah. really magical experience? Yeah, good question. Well, I just want to say, first of all, I don't think budget has anything to do with beauty, with experience, with anything. I mean, yeah. I will be totally honest with you. I, I, it, I, I would not spend, I would, I, this is my house. I, this is where all my money goes. If I had, if I was going to do a wedding, I would do, it would be tiny. And then I would put all the rest of the money in the house. <laughs> I, I love that. So, <laughs> I love you're, you're very smart. That that's the tough part, you know, and I wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely loved my wedding, but there were a lot of sacrifices that had to be made because the guest count was so much exactly. larger and you know, you're exactly. paying 
exponentially, but you know, if you can do it smaller, it's so much more special. I agree. Um, and that's doable, like on any budget and you're, you're a hundred percent, right? Like I think, um, it, it is about the party and it is about the experience. And I actually think like in answering your question, what you said about the fact that it wasn't like the, like the most, you know, the, the, the best, whatever, you know, day and whatever, I think we, have a tendency to think about things in life. And I'm totally like getting on a tangent here, but like, I think we have a tendency, especially, you know, as people who sell weddings, right? We show this thing and it looks perfect and it is perfect and it's picture perfect. And, you know, the magazines are great and the blogs and the Instagram posts, but the truth is it's a real day, real things happen. And guess what? There's going to be a day after and a day after and a day after, right? Yep. So I think it's so important to start from the beginning as you're thinking about that question you have. How do you create guest experience? How do you make it magical? How do you make it special? And remember, this is a real day, you know? And so if you're thinking about guest experience, for instance, what makes guests feel comfortable? Um, and of course, they'll feel comfortable if you throw like a million dollars at everything, but you don't need to necessarily. I think if you think, you know, carefully from the beginning about what sort of experience you're trying to give. Um if you think about what your budget is, it's like, what are your priorities? Is it yeah. food, is it music? Is it design? Is it decor? And, you know, for some of us, we would say like, it's all the things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so hard, we right? want it all. We are <laughs> simple always, ladies. We just want everything. Yeah. <laughs> there's always like, there's always a way, there's always a solution. There's always like something where you can modify. So if yeah. food is what you really want to spend a bunch on, you know, but you really care about design, maybe you modify the way in which you do the food, you know, um, mm -hmm. or the type of like reception that you have. And I know people don't like to think about like only doing a cocktail reception and not doing a full dinner, but of course, like if you've got like an amazing chef and you can do that sort of thing, maybe that's what you do. Yes. Or when it comes to design, I always think there's a way to make it lovely and create that sort of atmosphere you're talking about. Um, and I think one of the biggest, you think, I mean, I guess I just think budget and it's like, what are people spending the most on in terms of design? And number one, it's going to be like rentals, um, you know, and you can get like the $10 chair, you can get like the $50 chair. Uh -huh. <laughs> more comfortable. And I always think about what do people see and use the most? And so I would always go there and say, okay, what's your priority? Yeah. And then within that thing, what's the thing that's going to be used and seen the most? And how does that impact the guest experience? Like, is it comfort? Because they're like, able to be so comfortable in the chair that they're just like really enjoying this conversation with somebody? Yes. Is it, um, you know, like the types of drinks you have and that they're so interactive and that the bar is so interactive that people are just like, you know, vibing and like, you know, they're like, they're, they're feeling really awesome. I think there's a lot of, without like saying there's one answer, I think yeah. you have to really think through everything and realize you have the choice with everything, um, you know, to be thoughtful. And I think also if we, remember what what inspires us like in our real lives like if we went to a restaurant you know that we love and the atmosphere is just so vibey like what did they do there and yeah. they probably didn't spend like three hundred dollars on each table centerpiece yeah but it had like low lights and good music and you know a couple little candles and like good like good seating quality glassware and silverware and so yes. if you ask of those questions, you can kind of get to a place where you kind of realize, hey, maybe all the things I expect I'm supposed to do aren't necessary to get to this end result, which is romance, comfort, beauty, whatever. 
Yes, totally. And you touched on, you know, guests comfort. So this is a good segue into my next question. So this week I posted a TikTok that was like did fairly well. It wasn't the most, you know, viewed thing ever, but it's still going in an argument. In, and this was like four days ago. I think there's oh. like 500 comments of people arguing with each other oh. about this. So I have to ask you <laughs> because I'm so interested. I essentially said, I don't understand why people have such an issue with a color specific dress code. Um, one of my friends was invited to a black tie neutral wedding mm-hmm. and she was really pissed off because she wanted to wear a pink dress and was like, you know, it's black tie neutral, you know, that's kind of the traditional, that's the standard and where you could be black tie festive, but it's, it's not about you within reason. I think it's okay to ask for that. And people are livid. They do not like that answer. They were so mad. Interesting. (laughs) Yes. So what do you think about that from a guest perspective or from a bride and groom's perspective of requesting a color specific dress code or requesting really anything of the guest. You know, to be totally honest with you, I'm like maybe the wrong person to ask this question to you because I feel like, first of all, a wedding is basically six hours. It's like, maybe you show up at four, maybe it's over at 10, maybe it's a little later. Like it's basically that much time. They eat one meal. They're there for a little while. Why shouldn't they just wear what the couple's asking? You know, like I understand that like a tux can be expensive. So if it's black tie and like, you know, your guests and that's going to be cost prohibitive to some people okay that's a but if it's just a color scheme you know like that's fun like I want to be invited to events where they tell me what to wear because it's like that's exciting right so I just feel like I feel like I mean, again, going back to the time thing, it's the same thing about menu. I would answer in the same way when couples are like, well, gosh, I'm vegan, but I'm worried because people are going to need to eat meat. I'm like, they need to eat meat for one meal of one day. There's three meals in a day. It's one day. Give them vegan food. They're going to be fine. Totally. It's a bigger issue to maybe not have, you know, any vegan option for a guest that, you know what I mean? But I I agree with you a hundred percent with some of the things that people were saying, because I kind of likened it to a themed party or a costume party where people are gung ho to dress up. People are like, who is spending that much on a costume? I'm like, I guess you haven't met me at Halloween. Like I love (laughs) a costume and a theme. Like it's it's fun. Just get into it. And nothing has to be all about you. And so serious. It's like, Enjoy 100%. And I think that's, that's the thing. Again, if you know, as a couple that whatever you're going to say, the guests need to do is going to be difficult financially for them. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's outside of that, I don't see why guests should be stinky about it. I think it's fun, yeah. you know? Totally. And I think that's what it is. It's like, you're going to their wedding. You're not going to your wedding. You can wear your pink dress at your wedding, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. When yeah. it's your day, you get to make the rules. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So one thing I have to ask, and if it's like a no-go, there's NDAs, I don't know what, but you know what I'm going to ask. Joe Jonas, Sophie yeah. Turner, are yeah. you able to speak on that at all? Okay. Yeah, certain things I can't talk about, but that's okay. No, okay. don't worry. So, I'll just, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can answer. If you can't answer, just say like, no, no, thanks. <laughs> but So that was such a huge wedding. I remember that being such a big deal because they kind of popularized that chic Vegas wedding into this elegant celebrity. Like people didn't know whether they were going to do it. And then once they kind of got word that maybe they were going to, everyone was on the edge of their seat because 
Sophie Turner, who is everything. And, you know, Joe Jonas, like the little teenager in me was like, you know, it's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) um, How did you kind of get in the mindset for that and draw the inspo for that wedding? Because it was just so gorgeous. Thank you. You know, that really all came about as a result of working with them. Like they're very, like, I would say I am like, I'm not going to reveal my age, but I'm a little (laughs) too old to have been like a Jonas brother fan. But of course I knew his name and his face. And so when like the inquiry came in, I was like, Oh, what's this going to be about? Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm curious about this. And as soon as I met them, it was like, so clear. He is such, he's an artist. He's like such a design focused person it was like we vibed immediately and went right into it and he just wanted like something old world and you know like special um so really it all came about because they had a really clear sense of what they wanted and it was really easy to say okay cool you're inspired by this place this sort of vibe let me present like a million ideas to you based on that and then we'll go from there and so it was you know, where, whereas some clients are kind of like, oh, well, I think I like this and whatever, and, you know, give me options. Um, yes. It was really easy with them because they knew exactly what they wanted and they're darling human beings. And Aww. so like that sort of design process was so smooth and easy and fun. And it was fabulous. It's cool to fabulous. hear that they are the way they seem. Um, yep. But it's, it's interesting that you said that it's probably so difficult to work with certain people. And, you know, you are the leading stylist in the industry. You're very coveted and you probably have the opportunity to really work with or not work with anyone that you want. So do you find that if someone is just really kind of hard to draw out, it's, you know, does someone really need to have that vision before you even kind of give the okay to work with them? No, not necessarily. They don't need to know. I think it's most important that they know they want something, right? And if they know they like something, it's it's a little bit more difficult when people don't have any idea what they like about anything. And it doesn't have to be wedding or event related. Like if they like, I don't know, do I like modern? Do I not like modern? Do I like sparkles? (laughs) Do I not like sparkles? And then they keep changing their mind about whether they do or they don't. That's difficult. Um, but I have lots of people who are kind of like, gosh, I think all the things are beautiful. And so it's my job to kind of extrapolate and say, okay, cool. You're inspired by all these things. And it could be, they're like, I love coffee. And I'm like, okay, cool. What's the coffee? (laughs) you know, and like see from like the other things in their life, what they like, and then say, okay, this is the sort of thing we can do with an event. Um, so no, they don't have to have it all figured out. I frankly like to make suggestions, um, to people. So the more they have figured out, like the less room it leaves for me, it's nice where like Sophie and Joe, they have like an idea of the vibe in the place. And then I fill in the blanks and I start to like paint that picture with all, you know, those sorts of things. So, yes. Oh, that's incredible. And just on the topic of them, you said you were maybe, um, aged out of the program, the Jonas brothers. <laughs> so I need to know your skincare routine because oh, I'm so staring at your skin and you look like you're 14. I shouldn't get too close. <laughs> no, come closer. Like this is unreal. What do you use? Um, okay. Well, first of all, I go to hot yoga. So I sweat 
a shit ton. Am I allowed oh, to say shit ton? Absolutely. Ton. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so that, I feel like that's like the best thing that anybody could do for their skin is just like get all the stuff out. Oh my um, God. I'm going to the sauna right now. <laughs> you, have, you have incredible skin too. It's not like yours, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> I mean, it it's great from here. But yeah, oh, I do. That. I have like a little peel situation that's just like some wipes. Dr. Dennis Gross. Dr. Dennis Gross. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> uh, the pill pads. Yes. The pill pads. Exactly. They're great. They're great. I use those. And then I just recently found the serum by Rose, Rose somebody or other, but it's like a complexion sort of thing. And to be honest with you, it's like those, those things are great. I don't usually do too much, but I've recently, I've been trying a little harder. So I'm glad to hear it's working. Thank you. Oh my you. God. Gorgeous. I'm real. I know that's a tangent, but that's important for brides to know. I am obsessed with skincare and, you know, the face is the base. You want to look glowing and gorgeous. So it's all yeah. pertinent. Amen, girl. Amen. <laughs> so another question I have, and this is kind of broad spectrum, but what is one thing that you just kind of wish brides or even couples knew when they were planning mm-hmm. their wedding? If you could just impart one piece of wisdom to them. You know, I think that's like going back to what you talked about, about the fact that this is an important day. It's a party, but there's going to be other days. Mm-hmm. I think probably it's it's letting go of the expectation, realizing this is a day and things will go right. And of course, a couple things will happen that you don't expect. Um, and really it's all about being present. And so like, as you make your plans, asking yourself, what do I need to do so I can be present? Because like I said, if it's six hours, maybe you're lucky and it's eight hours of your day where you're like actually doing the things, um, that's, it's your memories and your experience with people. So I would say that's, that's probably the most, the biggest to me. And funny enough, as somebody who designs and, you know, works on all of these tiny little details, I actually think the couple doesn't get to see all those little details and experience those details as much as guests do. And so where the couple sometimes has all of this stress about, you know, all of this stuff, definitely for guest experience, think about it. But remember, it really will be like the overall experience, the overall everything. And that actually the little details maybe, I I am not the person (laughs) who's saying this. I know either. (laughs) They they matter. It all it all matters, but it's more about like your your feeling toward it. You can't, you know, be this sourpuss and miserable and like everything has to be perfect. It could be perfect. And if you're gonna be, you know, a miserable biatch or ass, you know, it's not gonna be a good day. It's really just not. Most beautiful brides are happy brides. If it stresses you out, if you end up spending too much, if you, whatever, it's like, there, there are other things that are more important. I mean, I think in general, I think my, I shouldn't say my couples, but I think couples spend so much less time thinking about the ceremony than they do everything else. And that's what we're there for. Like, that's what it's it's all about. I would love to see ceremonies be more emotional and longer and more important. You know, I think it'd be really special. So yeah, people hate ceremonies. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm biased for, I'll speak on myself, you know, but I'm Catholic. So it was important yeah. to my parents that, you know, we have a Catholic ceremony and we got married in a cathedral in Philadelphia. It was gorgeous, mm-hmm. but I really like, I didn't have to do a lot because it is so beautiful, but I really didn't think about the ceremony at all. My aunt sings in the choir. She picked the music. She Aww, like, that was special that she sang. Yeah. But I have to tell you. Shout out to Father Gill. 
who was the worst? <laughs> I mean, oh. it was just so impersonal. And my husband and I were looking at each other during the ceremony. We were like laughing. We we're like, when else is going to be over? This is so, oh. you know, so it is, it's true. Like that is why you're there. And yeah. my ceremony was like the worst part of the wedding. Oh no. I, I know. It's sad. It's, I mean, it's all relative. Like the important thing is we're married and we had a great yeah. day and you know, that's, that's all that really matters, but it's, you're right. Like it should be a more emphasis on the ceremony. And if you think people yes. are going to be, you know, quote unquote bored with it, you don't have to do a normal ceremony, make it special. Exactly. Yeah. What's something really cool you've seen in ceremony? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I want to say a lot of things that I've dreamed of that have never happened. <laughs> can you, can you share it? Or are you like, no, that's saving. I'm saving that I, for a client. No, I mean, just like, I don't know. I mean, like, if this is a really simple thing, but I would love to see more like nighttime ceremonies. I want like a shitload of candles and like a, a like an orchestra and, you know, like just that, like, that's what I dream about for ceremony. Like when I think about romance you know, I think we lose the romance in the ceremony and the romance is why we're there. Like we fell in love. Totally. I want that to be part of that. So like, I want music throughout the whole ceremony, like even if it's quiet, because I want to be like yes. feeling like that, you know? So I would just say like that sort of thing, like people, yes. I think logistically, it makes sense to do it during the day, of course, like when there's more light or whatever, but I would love to see just a little more thought and more romance put into it. So you bring yourselves back into that space when you have that, you make that union, right? Like yeah. remember what like started that, like the flame that ignited that and bring that romance into it, you know? It's so simple, but you're right. It's such a good idea and I've never seen it. And any bride who even says like, oh, we want to do like, you know, we want to go into 12 or one, like we're going to do, you know, six o'clock ceremony. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you can't, like the sun's going to go down. Like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> are we well, vampires need the sun to go down? But like, what are we that we can't like be outside? Yeah. Where we can we can do that? There's there's yes. light. There's candles. There's artificial light. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. Um, so I have three kind of like fun questions, but just on a personal yeah. level, I need to know because I am such a huge fan of a lot of the brands that you've worked with, Dolce Vita, and obviously Ambarge. I mentioned, but. I yeah. didn't realize that you created a line with Bella Bell. I thought that you just did styling with that. What yeah. was that like? Yeah, that was really exciting. I think, um, so I started, actually, that's how I started with them. Funny enough, I um, I reached out to them to ask to use some shoes a long time ago. My goodness, I think I've done, what is it, seven campaigns with them now? I think I reached wow. out to borrow some shoes for something a long time ago. And they're like, yes, and we'd like to talk to you about something, which was like so cool. Oh and it really, God. I think designing those collaborations with them just gave me the opportunity to be creative in a different way. Yeah. Uh, I think for any creative person though, if you're creative, you it, you don't just do it one way. And mm -hmm. if you do it for work, maybe you do it one way, but then you have all these other ways that you're like creating and making things. And so that was cool for me because it was like, oh, this has to be a product, number one. So like what will sell? Number two, like the factory has to make it. How do I communicate my ideas to the factory? How do I see the, you know, see the swatches, look at the things, you know, how do I go through the revision and the design process? Um, all of those sorts of things were really, really 
really cool. And so, yeah, so I, um, I love product and I love shoes, but I love, I love designing and collaborating on product. It's been really cool. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, when you think of wedding shoes, I think like obviously Belle Belle, Jimmy Choo and Bajali Mishka are like the three that come to mind. That is, I mean, it's huge that you did that. You must be so proud of all of the work that you did. Just, I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm like being embarrassing, but. Uh. No, you're fine. <laughs> you're sweet. And I am. And you know what? I think it's like, it's important in life to celebrate that and remember that because I, I think a lot of us, like we have goals and dude, I like thinking that I've designed like how many shoes that's like, there's no way thinking like 10 years ago, I would think that I designed shoes. Like that's yeah. insane. So and you just yeah. you reached out, you just went for it. Like that's, that's off topic, but it's so important to just like, I, that's how I felt when you responded to me. I was like, oh, that's going to come on my little, little well, I'm, I'm so glad you asked me. No, I, I think you're touching on something so important and it's not something you asked, but just like, unsolicited advice, be optimistic, go for things. You usually don't get the things you don't ask for. So why not ask and just try? Totally. I don't know. I think that's like, that's the secret to success, like blind optimism and maybe not blind. It's like, it's, it's, it comes from somewhere, you know, you're going to work hard. You know, you're going to work more than you think you're going to, you know, you're going to, you know, like whatever the cost might be pretty crazy. Not yeah financial cost, but everything else. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. I love it. I love it. That is, that's such good advice. It really is. Um, all right. So for, for the fun questions, this is kind of how I always end, um, with this little like fire round. Um, but if you had to recommend one honeymoon destination, Mm. where would you recommend? Africa. Don't even like no question, but then I have to be specific. Okay. Yeah, Africa. please get specific. I would say South Africa. Okay. So South Africa because it's so big. It is so diverse. You can do safari. You can do beautiful tropical beaches. You can do wine country. You can do um, city life. If you want to, you can do rural areas. South Africa. Do you have any specific destinations, like any cities or resorts or any kind of thing that you would recommend? I would say you can uh, fly into Johannesburg or to Cape Town. In okay. Cape Town, I would go to Stellenbosch Wine Country um, for that. In Cape Town, there are so many places you can go and so many things you can see easily. If you stay anywhere in Cape Town, you can drive around to any one of these places during the day. Um, there are penguins on the beach in Cape Town. It's cool. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, oh it's like warm water. It's not like Antarctica. It's so cool. What? So cool. Oh my God. Okay. Now I'm like, we're going to, hopefully we keep pushing the trip back because of different things, but we're supposed to be going to Italy in September now, but I'm like, maybe we go to Cape Town. <laughs> you should, because actually like if you buy the ticket and do it, like if you just do a stopover versus yeah. doing another thing, it is so affordable go to Cape Town there's a place called Babylon Storen and it's like this incredible garden in this incredible area there's this hotel called the Mount Nelson Hotel which is like pink it's literally all pink and gorgeous and my there's, dream there's so many you have to look up Cape Town you're gonna just okay. go it's amazing oh my god okay I'm so excited okay question yeah. next question um your dream cake flavor what would it be Ooh, I like this question. I don't get to eat the cake a lot. So I love this question. Yeah. Um, I'm a lemon person. I would say like lemon cake 
some sort of rose flavor because I like rose. Mm. I love pistachio and rose together. And I don't know if all these things make sense, but you said dream. So yes, yes. Do a couple tiers, you know, maybe like a lemon raspberry and then a pistachio rose. I like that. I also really like cream cheese. (laughs) So maybe some cream cheese frosting or something. Yeah. I think some combination of those things together would just be so good. It sounds so good. Oh yeah. Rose. I always forget about that. Such a good, oh, such a good one. Um, okay. And then third one is what song do you need to hear at a wedding, whether it gets you up dancing or it's just like really romantic and gives you the feels. Oh, good. Oh, that's a good question. That is a hard <laughs> question to answer. I'm like, do I go like fun where everybody's going to shake their booties or you do can I pick go more like than one? <laughs> Okay, well, I really like the song Electric Feel by MGMT. Love that so that's like a good, like, um, but then good. all of those like 80s, 90s songs like really get people going. I would say some like Whitney Houston, like I want to dance with somebody. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. good. Totally. Um, oh. I'm trying to think of like a slow song. Oh, you know what? I had a bride walk out to... Um, um, a song by Boney Vare um, a long time ago. And I was just like, this is the most beautiful ceremony song. <gasps> so I would say, I think it was like for Emma. It was like for Emma by Boney Vare. And it was just like, oh, and it was like outside. And there were like this, these mountains in the backdrop and everybody was crying. Oh so maybe something like that. <laughs> I am such a sap. I have chills like all over my thighs. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, Joy, this was so fun and I just wish I could keep you all day and talk to you forever and I just so appreciate you doing this this is wonderful no I'm so glad to do that this is fun I haven't done I was just realizing as I was like "Ooh, how do I get cute from here up I was like oh I haven't done this like maybe for a year or something like after the pandemic like slowed down I've been doing things in real life so I'm like "Ooh, am I gonna be good in my laptop on my thing you know but I'm I'm so able to do it well thank you again and i hope to connect soon yeah that sounds good i can't wait to hear all the things (laughs) yes (laughs) bye joy take care bye thank you so much for listening to the episode today please like review rate subscribe follow whatever the things are it's really really helpful if you do support us there's something in it for you too you'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner we give one away every month i have the directions on how to do that below so make sure you check that out Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.